welcome to the first episode in a brand new exciting edition to the Morrison's Tours podcast. In this Careers in History series, I'll be meeting a range of professionals who have built themselves a career related to history or use their experiences in studying history to find their way into their dream career. This is such a wonderful opportunity for you to hear firsthand about the experiences and skills of people who, like you, love history and have used it to carve their career path. You have this wonderful opportunity to hear their advice on how you can follow in their footsteps and hopefully one day this can help you to achieve your dream career as well. for coming on i'm with andy skinner today who is the learning officer at uh, sea city museum and the tudor house um andy just first of all could you start off by just talking through what your job role includes maybe like your daily uh, what, what does your day look like what are your daily tasks yeah sure so my um my full title is learning and engagement officer um as you mentioned yeah working based mainly at sea city museum in Tudor House and Garden and um, let's go pre-Covid shall we for kind of my, my day job yeah, um, but it would, a normal day would be um, you come in and for the first kind of portion of the day from maybe 9.30 through to 2 o'clock we'd be pretty much working with schools um, delivering our um, learning programme and because because Sea City is based um, has a has a major Titanic exhibition, that's the big one. And loads and loads of local schools have done the Titanic. It's possible some of your younger listeners they may well have been to us, and I might have taught them when they were learning about the Titanic. Um, so that's sort of one of the big parts. But it's not just that; it can be. Romans, it could be the Tudors, it could be going on a walking tour around um, Old Southampton. Um, I could be going into a school, um, delivering activities, always try and make it really hands-on and really fun and relevant. It's not just, you know, not just the olden days, it's, you know, stuff to teach us today as well. So that'll be kind of a large part of what we do across until about two o'clock. And then the rest of the day, it might have... um, we might be doing other delivery as well. So we might have, for instance, a university group coming in or an adult group who want a guided talk or a talk. Um, so that, that there are those sorts of things too. And we have to fit around that planning for um, other events that we do. We do lots of public events, family events over the holidays, and that will take planning, thought, writing text, uh, putting together posters or social media posts, all those things um, that sort of help share the stories. But um, you might ask me kind of what I do and, and the, the sort of one sentence answer that I sometimes give is that I'm I'm sort of like a storyteller. My job is to tell the stories of Southampton's past um, to anybody who'll listen, basically. So that's kind <laughs> that of what, what history is. It's the stories, isn't it? It's bringing those stories to people so they can hear those and, and experience it for themselves in, in a modern sort of setting, even even though they're far removed in some ways. And, and Andy, you mentioned loads of different um, parts of your job there. But what for you is your favourite part of that? I, I just love 
the delivery side. I just really, really like spending time with people because it's you know every single group is different. I might see I might see a dozen year two classes or year six whatever, but every single one is different. Every single child comes with their own understanding of things, and it's really fun, fun and uh, fascinating getting an idea of what they are interested in and know about and the questions that they want answered so even um, a session which is sort of on, on the one hand quite similar each time it always feels different and it's and it's just great um yeah it's that it's that that i i love you know if, if i didn't have to go to another meeting again i'd be pretty happy to be honest. that's a really relatable answer as well especially as, as a teacher i can totally agree with everything you said about how great it is to get a, a class and, and all these different personalities that were but then for me that's across a year whereas for somebody like yourself that's across the length of the session potentially so so many challenges within that but it must be so much fun to to be able to do on a daily basis um, oh absolutely how did, you, how did you first become interested in going into that sort of career then? um that's a really good question um my my background is after school, which I did um, history, GCSE, and history, and archaeology A level. Archaeology A level has been taken off of the curriculum now. You can't do it, unfortunately, at A level. Which is yeah, just absolute travesty. But doesn't mean it can't come back. Um, so Please I did yes, yeah, so I did that. I loved loved history and loved archaeology, and I loved drama too, actually. I liked I liked acting and performing, and I I'm sure that that those kind of twinned interests help quite a lot in the job that I do. Yeah. And imagine. then after and then after that university, which was in Southampton University, University of Southampton, I did um yeah did a history degree. Um, and then after that, what did I do? Then after that, I did um I taught um for sort of about a year I did a train I was a teacher um for yeah about a year and it was at this point that I thought I'd really like to sort of stretch those or push the doors for sort of history and teaching history but not necessarily in a kind of school setting so it was after then that I was able just by chance there's a lot of chance involved in, in these things and, and, and luck but um when I was applying for jobs in museums was when Sea City Museum opened. They opened in 2012, which was the centenary of the Titanic leaving. So they needed quite a few jobs. And I so I started um, then and at the same time was doing a, a master's degree in um, museums education. So I did so I did that at the same time as working uh, in a museum. And then, but at that stage, I was in the front of house team, so the person that might sort of sell you tickets and things. Mm. And then, just by again, somebody went and um, they had a baby, so I was able to sort of step into their shoes for a bit and in the education team. And um, just by kind of various different situations, I've been able to carry on doing what I'm doing, and I'm now, yeah, I've been doing that for. Um, eight years so i've been in the education team in southampton for, for that length of time yeah thanks so much for sharing that experience and you mentioned that it happened quite by chance in some ways um have you sort of then seen 
other people come in and, and have a similar journey or, or is that a general sort of it happens a lot by chance or is, have you seen other people that do it slightly different ways in your experience that's a good question i think you know it's it's true that it is a bit of luck um and and good fortune but it's also it is also hard work um and uh one thing i would absolutely encourage um anybody to do is to volunteer in in the sort of situation that you like to, to work in. So before I worked in the museum paid, I volunteered at a number of different organisations trying to get a sense of, you know, the sorts of things you can do. I went down to Salisbury once a week where I would um, package wonderful metal objects that they had and they needed them packaged nicely in um, boxes with this kind of special plastic stuff called plastazote. So I did that for a best part of a year and I volunteered making educational resources for some museums up in Winchester as well. So I think um, a lot of a lot of my kind of peers who do similar jobs to me, they'll all have those shared experiences of volunteering. Um, and I think just being willing to try things that um, might not necessarily fit your what you're doing in your paid role. So I mentioned I was in the front of house team, but the reason I was able to kind of move a little bit into the, the other side of things was because people knew that I had a bit of a background teaching. So uh, I, th I think this is, I, I might get to have this wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure my first sort of delivery sort of thing, so teaching people yeah. at the museums was somebody said oh you've done teaching before we need someone to go up the clock tower and take someone uh take a group round and i'm pretty sure that was the first thing i did and um <laughs> yeah well no it wasn't immediate i think i had a bit of warning but it was that yeah. kind of if you then go yeah i'll do it and, and i'll take the opportunity and it's given to me um then yeah i can just you just have to have to take those chances when they come along yeah, and I think people share those feelings. Yeah, some great advice, absolutely, and I'd, I'd highly recommend for anyone listening that they uh, were to absolutely take that advice on board. Um, and just to sort of build on from that question, so you mentioned sort of the, the things and the, the activities that young people can be getting involved in. Bit of a two-part question here, but firstly, what skills do you consider then important for your job role now? Um, and what skills then would you recommend for any aspiring young people to start to develop as soon as they possibly can? Mm. Well, it's, I think key, key, key skills are communication, uh, both written, being able to, to write things well, communicate things well, but also um, spoken as well verbally, because the, you know those skills are the are the kind of key for for everything that I that I do really. Without those, I'd be I'd be stuck. But I, what I would add is um, because a lot of what I do, um, so I tell you what, in the last year or so, a lot of what I have been able to do, while it's all been a bit weird, is do a lot of research and putting together presentations and talks and things about mm. Southampton history. And I think having um, uh, an understanding of being able to research and be able to kind of um, do the history for want of a better word be able to quickly find out stories and go well that doesn't make sense or that fits together well um, is, is something I sort of do without thinking probably and I think anybody who is interested in this sort of job um, absolutely yeah 
kind of do study history, um, study English probably helps a lot, you know, and then maybe later. Um, anything that allows you to sort of um, engage with with stories with a with a good eye and, and all those things I think are very valuable too. Yeah, thank you so much for that. And that, they're certainly skills that, you know, we as teachers try to input and I'm, I'm sure they come across in those sessions that you, you're talking about, oh, that you run and, and, yeah, just so transferable as well to, to everyday life. Um, so if you could give like one key piece of advice then for any students that might be listening that wanted to pursue a similar career to the one that you've had, um, what, what would that be, your, your key message? Get it get experience I think so before you before you apply for any jobs down the line uh, just you know spend some time maybe in a museum spend some time with for instance teachers have a go at doing some of the things that you perhaps might be doing um, in the role whether that be taking a small group around a museum or um showcasing objects to a group because when you do that you just get a sense of whether it's something that you want to um you kind of want to do and pursue um longer term so i think yeah get experience try it out and then you'll you'll get a good sense amazing thank you and um you touching on that sort of experience and obviously you're in a position to be able to answer this from sea city museum side of things from tudor house and gardens how available are those opportunities for students obviously if we're still talking in sort of a pre-covid world how how can students get involved and, and how easy is that for them to do well there are loads of volunteering opportunities at the at the museums they tend to be though um 18 plus generally um but occasionally we do take um work experience and they're often year 10 uh for sort of a week or so and you get that's generally shadowing maybe getting a chance to sort of do a few bits and bobs but um certainly um once you become an adult they'll those opportunities will really kind of grow and um obviously i work at in southampton but the hampshire cultural trust who manage most of the museums and heritage venues in most of hampshire um, I'm sure we'll be open to volunteers uh, as well. And so you can kind of really get a chance to to test your legs, I suppose. Yeah, lovely. Thanks for that. And, um, you know, as somebody who's done that myself, I, I second absolutely what you've been saying about how invaluable that experience can be and, and how it was for me. So absolutely relatable there. And, um, yeah, I, I couldn't give any better advice for, for students to want to go into um, a similar sort of career there. Maybe a bit of a curveball question, but if I said to you, from leaving school to the career you have now, what would you feel is the best decision you've made? Um, I, do you know what? I think it was um, making making the decision that I would try, try and work in museums. And I say that because... Um, I was going from teaching, which is a really hard job, as you'll know, Mr. Morrison, really rewarding job, um, but can be quite a secure job as well. Whereas museums um, work, 
there aren't as many jobs as there are, you know, for instance, in teaching or lots of other roles as well. Um, and it can, yeah, it could be quite, can be quite an uncertain period. I mean, with with COVID, I mean, mm. at the moment, my job is secure, but I know that lots of other areas are making cuts and, and, and so on. But I think, you know, for, for me, making that decision that I would kind of move into museums and then applying for things and, and taking what was there, looking back with hindsight, um, I I think that I've got the best job in the world. And I, you know, if someone said, yeah, you can you can do this and share stories for um, the rest of eternity at the moment, I feel, you know, that's what I'd want to do. But it's only by kind of stepping out and maybe taking a bit of a risk at that stage um, that sort of led me to where I am today, really. Yeah, lovely. And that's such an inspirational message. And, and thank you for that. Uh, on, on the flip side, then, if you could go back in time and change maybe any one thing about that journey to the career you have now, what might that be? Oh, that's a good question, isn't it? What would I change? Well, well, I'll tell you what I might might have done, but I, you know, wouldn't have known it at the time. Um, when I was when I was doing my uh, degree, um, my first degree in, in history, at that stage, I wasn't it wasn't really on my radar, to be honest. It was something that came a bit later. Um, so if, if I could go back and speak to a younger me, I might say that, just try, you know, try try out some, um, yeah, different sort of areas of history and things like that that maybe I didn't do because then that kind of opens up your understanding and it kind of creates a base. But yeah. um, but I didn't know then, so I could change <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you so much again. Um, you, you've said all the way through how much you love your job role and, and how happy you are and how you could do it for eternity, which I think is amazing. If, if that's what students, if you're listening, that's what you want to be aiming for in the long run is, is having that um, that career that you enjoy, that you love. And, and I've always heard it said that if, if you did that, you'll never work a day in your life. Um, if you were looking forward and looking ahead, um, where might your, your job role be able to take you in future and, and what might you want to achieve next? Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's something I kind of think about from time to time, um, and I suppose the um, the simple answer is it's you can do a similar job, but if if the audience can grow, so the people that can access, for instance, stories um, can be wider, and then you know how long is a piece of string? So yeah. um, it's. What, what it always seems to be is building on um, building on what's happened before. And I've got this little saying that, um, or thought that I've um, sort of been reflecting on quite a lot recently, when, which is um, the idea that um, when, when NASA was, was getting ready to blast off for the moon, they created all this technology and all this kit, they did loads of stuff, that at the time had no relevance at all to anything else. It, you know, it had no application in the real world. Yeah. But of course, after the 1960s, all of this amazing technology that was created is now incorporated into so much of our lives. So my kind of feeling is, like, we're doing all this stuff now and you're not always sure where it's going to lead you. You're not sure how it's going to be used. But actually, you know, 
five years down the line, two years, who knows, down the line, a week down the line, you might find yourself using those things that you've developed or created or, you know, a group that you've spoken, whatever, to, um, to sort of, um, yeah, ca- carry on and, and what, what you're doing. So um, the simple answer is I don't know where it's going to lead, um, but I know it's going to lead to kind of future opportunity, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's always great to have that goal, isn't it? I think to, to keep um, evaluating your goals and evaluating how happy you are, where you are, and, um, and seeing what, as you say, opportunities could become available in future. And just a couple of closing questions from me, uh, Andy. So the podcast I'm running now is, is focused primarily on local history. Uh, why is it so important for you that that's something that students are listening to and, and learning about and, and really exploring their interest in? Yeah, another good question. Sort of local history, for want of a better word, it it ties you to an identity of a place. And the more you can understand about the place where you live and the stories that have happened, I'm sure that you can learn more about yourself and the society that you live in as well. And there's also another aspect which is if you can know um like a lot about like a little area uh then it's kind of like a a, like a microcosm like the whole world in one place and so like for instance for southampton you know if you can chart like i know you're doing in the podcast chart things that are happening in southampton from the very very earliest through to today um you kind of get you, you can get a really good sense of kind of the wider context as well in a weird way and um i just think you know humans we are made for stories mm. and to know those stories of that local place um it's um, it's really really powerful and, and in my opinion it, it matters you know they, these sto- stories matter they have they have resonance beyond you know beyond the time that they they occurred in so um you know it's a bit meandering there but um yeah they they're, they're sort of they're good for the soul yeah thanks for a great answer again yeah so it's really really appreciated and, and that's i think just encapsulates everything that i want to achieve with this podcast as well and particularly the idea you touched on earlier about how these stories do connect us um, and i sort of mentioned at the start of most of mine that you know it's this story that connects us all and i think for me there's a part that it's about diversity in some ways we all come from different backgrounds and different histories but one thing we do have in common is that as you mentioned earlier, that cultural identity and, and that can't be taken away from any of us just by virtue of being in that place. Um, so it's, it's lovely to hear that echoed in what you were saying. Um, and yeah, just just the final question for me. So um, we, we talked earlier a little bit about the opportunities students could have for volunteering. Uh, are there any other opportunities you can think of that students listening might want to, um, to develop or get involved in now? And anything from skills to build, as we mentioned earlier, to to physical opportunities in a in a hopefully post COVID world. What could they be doing now to pursue that career later on? Uh, I would always recommend get involved, getting involved in school. If you you know sometimes that there are you know clubs and all sorts of things. Um, a local club which is really great is the Young Archaeologist Club. I think they're quite oversubscribed, but it's worth checking out their websites to see if they've got any places. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, they're just fantastic. And you'll quite often see, you know, kids who you might have seen a few years ago 
in Yak, we call it. And then, you know, a few years after that, they're, you know, they're doing history or they're doing archaeology. They might become an archaeologist, for instance. Um, so, um, and you can do that as, as a, at a young age. And then groups like, you know, scouts and guides and things, they often have opportunities as well. And um, just, just open your horizons, get hold of books, read, um, and it and it'll put leave you in good stead um, going forward to whatever you choose in the future. Was it in terms of questions that I that I had that I wanted to ask you? But is there anything you feel that we haven't covered so far? Looking about as a, as a closing message from yourself. No, I th- I think we've we've done quite a good job there of sort of covering covering the basics um, of kind of what what I do and how you might be interested in this kind of kind of work um i think kind of to echo what you've been saying as well it's just really you know just just to encourage people to to kind of follow those interests and it is really important that you do a job that you enjoy um and it might not be doing what i'm doing and it might not be uh, teaching but it, it's yeah don't just if you can, don't just do a job to do a job. Do something that is going to be going to help you. It's going to be good for your your mental health um, and and all sorts of things. And um, yeah, that's that's what I would like to sort of end with, really. That's fantastic. As I mentioned, thank you so much for your time and for coming on and sending that message out and inspiring the next generation to follow their dreams really follow their interest in history and, and end up doing something that they're going to love um, and and i hope that does really echo out and, and inspire any listeners who are out there um brilliant stuff thanks so much and